and welcome back to another episode of Bumper to Bumper, the only podcast recorded in a couple of cars. Uh, we got a great guest today, buddy of mine, new buddy, uh, recently met him a few months ago. He is a extremely talented director, director, <laughs> I can't speak, get a little bit of espresso in my brain and I'm hot to trot, ready to pop. Uh, his name is Mike Pesci, no relation to Joe the actor. Maybe he is. I don't know. We're going to ask him. We're going to hit some hard-hitting questions. Hard-hatting questions? <laughs> this is going to be a really shitty podcast for me because I can't speak again. Uh, no breaks, no cuts. That's what we're all about. Mike is a recent transplant from Boston. Uh, he and his uh, amazing girlfriend, Gina, they moved out here um, to, uh, you know, have the better weather because who wants to be hanging around in an icebox? That's my nickname for Boston. I call it the Icebox. Okay, we're getting the bad jokes going and uh, getting the fuck into traffic. Oh, already explicit podcast. Uh, you know, I don't want to say too much about Mike. I want Mike to talk about Mike. I was on his podcast a couple months ago called In Love With The Process. It's a podcast that interviews primarily filmmakers and um, basically talks about the process, how they make movies and and I had a great time. We recorded an episode in his living room, and he's got some really great content, and I uh, wanted to get him on. Excited to have him on. We're going to go pick him up right now. I'm going to call little Chris. That's what I call Chris and, uh, when we're not doing the podcast. Am I even rolling here? Okay, very good. We're rolling, and we're ready to go. Uh, my brain. Coffee's legal. Imagine that. Here we go. We're going to get this little papi chulo in here right now. Uh, papi chulo means Mac Daddy. Oh. I wish they uh, could be <laughs> No, stop. What? I can't... Stop. S- why? No. Why? No, why can't I sing demon- it? Demonetization, okay? I told you this. <laughs> okay. Look, when you're fucking got your, uh, your toes are poking out of the surface of your brand new hot tub, you're going to be thanking me for censoring your ass. <laughs> but w- I, I just wish they all could be California girls. No. What? That's that... really you can't say that in 2020, Chris. Oh, okay. You can You're say gonna offend fuck. someone. You can say fuck, but yeah, you, you can't can say, say. But you can't say you wish they could all. Because there might be a girl out there in the middle of Saskatchewan, and she's going. I'm not from California. Oh, you turned it to this that. Makes you, no, turned, this you, makes me feel bad. This makes me feel bad. You're an idiot. Okay, you we gotta be to very. That. You turned we gotta it to be that. no. I'm not an idiot. We got to be very sensitive over every everyone's little snowflake, and we got to keep them in a little what? tiny little bassinet. You what? can't say, I wish they could all be California girls, okay? There's other girls out there besides California. That song is canceled. I love, I love, I, I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I saw a funny little post today, oh, and God. I got my engines all fired up. There yeah. was a post by a, a very big curator out there in the internet world that curates short film content. And uh-huh. they said that, you know, content today has to have a short films have to have a point or be resolving an issue. Otherwise, it's aimless. And I think that's bullshit. I think something can be whatever. Hey, you know what it needs to be? Entertaining. Just like this podcast. <laughs> I agree with it, though. I mean, I told I, I mean, I agree with the whole thing. But what I do th- you agree with? Agree with what? I, I think that everything that it, needs to be homogenized and boring. No, and no, no, no. You're looking at it wrong. You're looking at it wrong. 
I think there's a way you can have like a cool message or you can be doing something of worth or of no, value. No, you don't need to, you, nothing, you don't need to have a fucking message with everything that you make. Something can be just silly and stupid. Yes, I agree. You know? I agree with that too. I agree with all of it, Rick. Don't you understand? <laughs> you, don't you, you get always, it, Rick? You agree with everything. Have a little fucking, just say, talk a little bit of shit. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Welcome to Bumper to Bumper, everybody. <laughs> anyway, um, how are you, Chris? How's it going? I'm good. I am just driving You're... my car as fast. I'm going to start making up fake songs, and I'm going to get you to freak out, <laughs> wondering, like, is that a real I song? I like that. Like, uh, I like here that. I am in my car. I'm driving nice, along. Oh, that's uh -huh. a Tenacious D song, but she didn't know that. Just kidding. No, it's not. I know it's not, all right? So what's going on with you, Rick? How are you doing? What do you, what? What's going on with me? Well, it's beautiful, beautiful day out. We're in the vortex, wonderful vortex. Um, yes, we are in the vortex. I am in the middle of tax season. Uh, gotta pay. Uh, got, I'm doing this thing because I, you know, I have a production company and I paid out, you know, a number of uh, uh, contractors last year. And you know, you if you pay out contractors, you have to file a 1099. And uh -huh. basically what I realized was filing a 1099 against the people you paid is basically a, a nice way to snitch. I'm snitching on people and I'm telling the government, hey, I paid this guy, so you go after him for your money. And uh, that's what I've been working on. It's been really exciting. Uh, oh, I, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I decided last night. Really? What, what is your, uh, what is your uh, intermittent fasting? What have you been doing? I'm going to do... Um, I'm going to eat for 23 hours out of the day. <laughs> That's my plan. <laughs> I'm going to take one hour off. I'm going to eat in the... No, I'm doing a 12 to 8 p.m. is my feeding time because sounds yeah. like I'm on a farm. But, yeah, uh, you're a little piggy. I like that. 12 yeah. to 8 is good. I can get behind that. So I'm going to give it a go. And I was watching videos last night. You'd be proud. You know people make their own ice baths in at their, at yeah. their places? Yeah, they, they get, do. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. get these, they get these Kenmore... Tubs. Refrigeration units, yeah. Oh, it's pretty those cool. too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those as well. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna they just you, stay cold. Did you get bit by the the ice man? Did Did you get? Bit? I'm getting a little bit by the. I just I have a hard time waking up in the morning. Uh huh. And I'm wondering, what would my world be like if I immediately got out of bed, jumped in an ice bath, and then started my day? I bet you I would have several shows on HBO. <laughs> yeah, that's several. why. Why do you think I've been doing all this shit? You think I believe in it? <laughs> no, I. You just I, want that HBO money. I want, I want that HBO money. No, I. Speaking I, of HBO money, yeah, go ahead. No, you. Go see, ahead. No, you had a segue planned. Go ahead, segue, segue. You're you're going to the uh, HBO Canada. Yeah, I'm going up to Canada on Sunday to work on a show. It's not HBO. For two, it's not HBO. I, believe, I think it's Global TV. I believe is what it is. Um, oh. And uh, but yeah, Sounds Canada fake. has. Uh, uh, various uh, networks similar to like ABC, NBC, but they they're like City TV, uh, CTV, Global TV. There's just like the different networks up there. How long are you going up there for? I'll be up there for two weeks, which will be nice. So yeah, oh, I head up nice. there. Um, those are the various networks that are, are going on over there. Um, but uh, yes, there is one that is a. Uh, like a public network, it's like uh, the, that's uh, the CBC. So that would be like PBS, but they're bigger. Uh, and that's, okay. That's, that's Canadian broadcasting up there. Cool. So um, 
so yeah, so what, what's uh, what's on the docket today, buddy? We're coming in real well, hot. We're actually we're picking up. Uh, we're quick today. We're picking up Mike right now. He's on his porch. He's about to get in the car. It's kind of funny. You and I both have like uh, Joe Pesci energy today, and we're picking up a guy named Mike Pesci. Mike no, Pesci. No I don't think he's related though. No, he's not. Maybe he is. Maybe he is his little brother. God, we're coming. Here in. Here he comes. All right, he's coming. Here we in. go. Hey, come on in. Okay. Um, he's coming in the podcast. You know, you know what time it is. I don't know if I've ever met Step, Mike oh. Pesci. Yeah, I don't think you've ever met Mike Pesci. He's coming in right now. This is the best moment. How are you? Mike oh, you brought a bag Pesci. Of groceries. Hello. Welcome Grab to this. the Hold on. podcast. Take that, Mike okay. Pesci. He's Chris okay. is singing a song. This is been clean. It's going to be Put it in your left ear. Yeah, yeah. Mike Pesci. Oh yeah. How are Hello. you, Hello. Mike Pesci? Okay, Mike can you hear? Pesci. Can you hear? Yeah, I, I Chris, can, hear. can you shut up? Hey, hey, Chris, how are you, buddy? Hey, Mike, how are you, man? Hold on, let me just... Hold on, hold on, hold on one sec. Uh, let me just do something, Mike. You know, Rick, you better shut the fuck up right now, buddy. <laughs> Chris, kiss my ass. You already made me edit once. No one will even know that edit. You're yeah, like, so you, now you gotta say edit. That. So now you got to edit twice. No, uh, I like telling people that we edit it and they don't know where the edit point is. <laughs> they just are in it. It's all real, man. Yeah. yeah. No fucking edits. <laughs> Mike. Mike, what up, what's man? Oh, there's man. a hair on the mic. Is that like a, is that a fucking dog hair? No, it's not. Mike is very allergic to dogs, he told mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. And you I what, you got a dog there's, hair there's been on no his dog. fucking seat? No, there's no dog hair on, on the, the seat. Microphone. <laughs> on the, oh, on, on the oh, microphone. Oh, right by your mouth. Okay, well, yeah. So. Yeah, because I every morning I use the mic. I put the mic in Maya's butt. It's <laughs> kind of what I do. That's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say that because I don't really know Chris that well. But, yeah, I assume that you would put this thing in your dog's Yeah, that's asshole. Chris, you like that, right? You like doing that, right? <laughs> yeah, love it. Big fan. Big, big fan. <laughs> Chris is annoyed with, annoyed with me uh, this morning. I could already yes. tell. Yes. Oh, already, really? I'm get. I'm like putting some well, pepper they, okay, in the pan. Okay, no, 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 He's no. Like, hey, let, add a little butter. Yeah, yeah. You know, let me tell you. Okay, so today I'm working on lines. I'm memorizing lines, and I take an hour when I'm working on something uninterrupted. Phone, turn it off. All right, uninterrupted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh-huh. this guy, and I know we're doing the podcast today. So this guy Rick, he calls. And he goes, hey, uh, you you know we're doing a podcast today. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, well, I couldn't get a hold of you. I thought you were in the hospital or something. And then I said, I thought he was in the hospital. I'm learning my lines. I'm going to be in the hospital because I'm having a fucking stroke over here. God, goddamn stress I'm getting. All right, Mike, how are you, man? Good. How are you? How are I'm you? It's, it's nice to hear you. It's nice yeah. to hear you for the first time. Yeah, you guys have never met. I've never met. We've Soon. never met. One day. We, we, Someday yeah, I'll we hear haven't you in ever person. met. So, um, wait, yeah, so, okay, so we've never met. All right. Uh-huh. Well, good podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, bye. That's it. See ya. Bye. <laughs> so we never met. And uh, that's okay. it for Bumper to Bumper, everybody. Yeah, okay, I'm getting yeah. out here. See ya. Hey, Mike, put me in one of your movies. All right, I'm out. Uh, all right, all right. Sounds good. So, I got to ask any relation to Joe? Me? Yeah. Do you think that I would be on this fucking podcast? Maybe. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I get asked that all the time. I yeah. get asked that, like, in registries or yeah. wherever the it's fuck cool I go. It's a cool name. It yeah, means and fish. Yeah, just like, yeah, fish, yeah. yeah. Means, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. it means fish. Wait, Pesci means... Pe- no. <laughs> it's it's actually P-E-S-C-I, I think, is oh, what his name? is his yeah. name. Yeah. I think that's the technical fish term. Right. Um, I don't know. It's Wait, Italian. So Joe you know. Pesci's See, Chris, name is Chris, Joey the related. Fish? Joey, Joey the Fish and Mikey yeah. the Fish. Yeah. But Mike you're, a, you're Joey, not. Joey yours the isn't fish. the 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 derivative of of fish. 
No. I, I, no. I, I would assume. Because yours is P-E-C-C-I. Yeah, it's P-E-C-C-I, yeah. but maybe, who the fuck cares, man? I was, I'm was i an American kid. I was born in America. Yeah. I think my, my yeah, grandparents, yeah. Except for Chris, he's Canadian. He likes yeah. to tell everyone. Oh, you're Canadian. You're one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell people I'm Canadian because I get fucking attacked all the time by people going, oh, you're Canadian, huh? You must be, uh, you know, love the snow, eh? I don't know. I'm just saying. What's it. the difference between a uh, between a vegan and a Canadian? Mm. <laughs> Nothing, because they both will let you know. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> True. Do you know Look I'm at, vegan these days like, too? How do you uh, like Glendale? Like, Look at this. These people out oh, here are fucking insane. Yeah, we're in Glendale. I used to live in this hellhole city, and it feels like uh, I'm in a bad version of the Truman Show every time I. Come I all it here. is is like old men with like open sand, open toed sandals and fucking yes. socks on. Yeah, that sounds like a dream is. to me. All. I I love Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the best part is that they just they give Dude, you a fuck. Glendale, yeah, I'll absolutely. tell you some great stuff about Glendale. You ever been to Rafi's <laughs> oh, place? You ever been to Rafi's place? It's a uh, no. Rafi's place. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, Persian cuisine. It's very good. It's over there. Oh. You try it out. Oh, it's delish, nice. delish. And then nice. there's people love the Americana over there, though. I mean, I, I've never. I think I've been to the Americana once. So, Mike, you I don't live get... over. You live in Glendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live over here in Glendale. I just moved out here uh, four months ago, something like that. Four months ago, okay. something like four or five months ago. From Boston. From Boston, yeah, yeah. East Coast kid. Nice. And I don't get what the fucking deal is with malls out here. Yeah. Like I just don't understand it. And and it's like I'm gonna go. Let's go out and get some drinks. Let's go to a bar. And we yeah. go to a fucking mall. Yeah. I feel like a 16 year old kid. Yeah. Right. This, oh yeah. It's definitely yeah. Glendale is kind of like that mall cult, mall 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 culture. I can't California speak period. Is, yeah, man. it's really strange. And what do you mean? So what is your the, what are you noticing? You're noticing that people go to malls instead of. Well, dude, everywhere else in the country, malls are like shutting down and becoming, you know, oh, fucking right. sets for zombie movies and shit. Like you come out here and there's still, like, uh, retail is still really strong out here in California. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I never well, noticed that actually. A yeah, lot of like traditional weird. malls have closed down out here though, like, um, like the indoor malls. Like, um, there was one on the yeah, west side yeah, called yeah. the West Side Pavilion. That one's done. Uh, California's definitely gotten bit by the old because no, like no one likes going to like an enclosed place to go shopping i guess well no one likes to get out of bed to go fucking shop like gina my girlfriend gina she just yeah. shops at like three o'clock in the morning she's like oh yeah addicted to fucking amazon yeah i used uh, to do that it was a bad uh, thing i'd be buying shit drunk stone <laughs> and then it would come and i'm like what the fuck is this i i bought a one of those jew harps i don't know why i bought a jew harp what's jew that harp. Nice. What is, what is it's that? like a piece of uh it's uh it's like a metal you put in your mouth and you go bong, 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 bong. i don't know what the fuck it is chris <laughs> google jew, jew harp okay google it that's what you play when you die yeah that's what it is oh, I've never when you go to heaven know that, that was what it was called oh it, but it's like the <laughs> boom, 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 kind of yeah, that. Boing, yeah. Boing, boing, boing. yeah i uh, couldn't yeah, i yeah, i don't yeah. know why yeah, i yeah, bought yeah, that yeah. but yeah i don't know why you bought that yeah. either rick i say the same thing to my girlfriend every fucking morning you know the amazon dude comes more often than the mailman yeah it's like christmas yeah every morning he yeah. rings the doorbell he's like hey mike and i'm like god damn it gina what did yeah, you buy he knows what did yeah. you buy oh i bought a new pillow you have yeah. like six why do you need a new one yeah, because it feels good. It's a rush of dopamine when you see that package and you click that order now. Yeah, it's, it's really like great. A, it's that's like a what, jackpot going on. That's why I got to wear. That's why I got to wear like, <laughs> I call them my VR goggles, but they're actually <laughs> they're the things that you wear to keep light out of your eyes at night. Oh I yeah. have to do that because Gina's got her fucking yeah. <laughs> oh, she's got the computer. Up? God damn it! Yeah. She's got the phone up. It's yeah. like, Can you turn the uh, the brightness down on that thing? Now, um, Gina is uh, she 
comes from a, she's got a photography background, but yeah. you guys occasionally work together, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a fashion photographer. She does uh, fashion shit. And I uh, started as a photographer myself. I started as a cinematographer. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got into it that way. And, um, you know, uh, so we, we work together. Actually, what it is is that she, I'm free fucking labor. Yeah. And, and she, uh, she gets me to come in and do all my really cool lighting stuff on her uh, stuff. And then she takes all the credit yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, That's nah, what happens when you're in a relationship. Yeah. yeah you know. She takes all the credit. It's good. Yeah. I don't mind doing it, though. It's fun. What, yeah. uh, tell us, um, how did you get into this crazy... Hey, Chris, how you doing over there? Yeah, I'm great. I was just, you know, <laughs> about to take a quick little nap. Just kidding. No. Get in here. No, I was no, I was well, curious. How do you guys know each other? That was what I was going to ask. How um, do we know each other? Yeah, how did yeah. you and Rick meet, Mike? Uh, Gina went and saw one of your comedy sh- Yeah, bits. there was that screening uh, Aloha from Hell that, yeah, played, that yeah, was yeah, at the yeah. Vista oh, in October. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we... Uh, yeah, we talked about it on the pod, and uh, yeah, she saw it, and then Mike, um, which I was saying in the intro, has his own amazing little podcast called In Love With The Process. Yeah, I rant, and I, I say fuck a lot. Yeah, he says fuck, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you, you primarily bring on, it's only filmmakers, correct? Or people oh, well, in the business? Yeah, well, yesterday's episode, that it will be out in a couple weeks, was um, Logan Pierce, okay. who is our first porn star. Oh, on the show. nice. I got to listen to that one. It's actually really cool, man. I actually got to ask him all the questions that we think we know the answers to. Yeah. And I got the real oh, answers. Oh, that'll be great. You know, it's like, do you have to do gay porn to make money in the business? Like, what do you say? He's like, no, actually. Oh. No. It was, it was really interesting. He was saying that uh, the porn industry is incredibly homophobic still. Really? Really? Yeah. Huh. So, like, if you are a guy that goes and does you know, tries to make that extra loot, and then you come back to a straight set, They there's still a lot of hazing. There's wow. still a lot of really? okay. that shit that happens. Yeah, it's very strange. I man. always and imagine then, the porn world to be, like, crazy inclusive because they're, like, just always having, like, sex is so, like, non-taboo, you know? Yeah, Chris has been trying to break in for years, but they won't <laughs> let him. <laughs> no, I think there's probably, at this point, you think you, you want me get Rick? in there. You think you want me? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a wild conversation. He was also, we were talking about, I don't know, what's the rating on this podcast? Oh, it's explicit. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Say whatever the fuck you want. So, we were talking, you don't (laughs) get get paid. (laughs) You don't get paid if you don't blow your load. Okay. So, you have to, you have to, you know, deliver the package. Really? In order to get paid. Oh, so, that's funny. So, so. I mean, what guy's not blowing their load, though? I mean, that's some the guys, skill. Some guys some, might not. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you got to hold, dude. You got to hold back the load. Yeah, you you shoot, man. You fucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You know, like it takes like a fucking hour to yeah, yeah, to, you gotta get that, to get the scene right. Got to so, get the rim job lighting yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Turn for the angle and open up the camera, all that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, uh-huh. it's true. Uh, so I was asking him. I'm like, well, is there any sort of prep? Is there like any insider? shit that you have learned to you know make the package bigger yeah you know for the end and apparently he was told by a fellow actor that uh if you eat celery you have to eat a lot of celery and pineapple Mm. and so for interesting his first year i'm writing this down yeah exactly (laughs) rick's got a little notepad out huh I said it must have been. I said I can only picture how hilarious it would be on set, where like you pan from like two people drilling each other past the camera crew to you sitting naked in a director's chair just chomping <laughs> on celery sticks, prepping it. <laughs> no one's ever done like a self-aware 
fun, well-produced porn, you know, that, like, has oh some comedy God. in it. Oh, my God, oh my Rick, God. I hear a transition career for you. <laughs> Guys, I'm in. I'll do it with you. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. All three of us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, Chris, you finally get your shot. You'll be like uh, Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. You know, you write yourself your own role. Yeah, get the exactly. shot. That'll be, that'll be the name of it. <laughs> uh, what was I yeah. going to uh, say before my uh, mind yeah. turned too much? Um, no, I, I'm on like the, per- what's, where are you guys at? Cause I'm on the Sunset Strip right now. And this is a, uh, feels like a very fake uh, We're in Glendale. Yeah. I feel like in, I'm in a, I'm yeah. right next to the Hustler store. Is it still the Hustler store? Oh, nice. Store? No, they moved. The oh, Hustler. oh, the Hustler oh. store moved. It says we've oh. moved just down oh, the street. Yeah. yeah I'm, I think I'm, I've seen the Hustler store. Actually the adult, you yeah, know, go to buy, go to buy specific tools kind of shop store yeah I'm, yeah I'm 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 at prime time for this kind of conversation so so okay you got a, you had a porn star on the show you guys met each other uh-huh. like a couple months ago and then did you yeah is it gina's your girlfriend yes so rick did you well, know gina you know. before or no i didn't um no, gina... it, was, it was really fast basically yeah. gina came home after seeing rick's stuff and woke my ass up and was like, you gotta watch these. And so she played me all your videos. Oh, She's okay, like, but cool. first I need to order this thing on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched your shit. We watched your shit, and I was like, oh, it's really good. And I liked your Thanks. stuff. I thought I like your tone, and and I was like, I should get him on the show. Yeah, and I had a great time. And uh, yeah. yeah, I encourage people to go check out that podcast. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and you you do a great job interviewing and Thanks, getting man. people to to loosen up. Um, Thanks. I want to know how did you make the transition from uh, cinema? You said you got and you started in cinematography, yeah. and then you yeah. uh, you're you're out here uh, as a director. And where was that transition, and how did that come to be? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, originally I went to school to be a director, okay. and then I went to school in New York for that. Okay. And then I didn't really learn how to be a director at school. They sort of taught me how to produce. Right. Yeah. And I had to produce a bunch of shorts in a city that I had zero connections in, which... In in New York. In New York, yeah. yeah. So, like, no family connections, none of that shit. And so you're doing casting sessions in, like, Barnes & Noble, and you're you're trying to figure all that crap out. (laughs) Right. Uh, And then uh, you have to convince people in a city that is used to having people film in it to let you use their like locations for free yes right and so yeah. it was a it was like a really cool lesson on like how to fucking make shit happen yeah um and then after i finished my course i was like ah, i can either stay here in new york but imagine what i could do back in a city that i have all these connections and so i'm like i'm gonna go back to boston and make films yeah and it's true you go to a city where they're they're not used to filming like you walk in and you go I'd like to film here. They'll take. They'll they'll show you everything. Yeah, it's they're it's just amazing. Excited. It's super excited. Yeah. Um, but the big problem was, is I was a young buck. You know what I mean? I'm like fucking 22 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is like before digital is really kicking. Right. And so a lot of the cinematographers are still these old crusty, you know, film guys. Right. Uh, and they're not gonna want to. They team. bought a very cam and they're just sitting yeah. on it. Yeah. Not even even before that, oh, they're yeah, still yeah. you know st- still shooting fucking 35. Oh, you know? okay. And uh, I knew that they're not going to come want to work for a 22-year or 23-year-old, so I had to teach myself how to shoot. Um, And then I decided to get into digital pretty early because what am I going to compete with, like a 56- or 70-year-old fucking dinosaur? Right, right. Uh, So I started to shoot. Did you start as an assistant and move up, or did you just go in as a... No, I'm one of those guys that just... 
like uh, I just sort of jump in the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I end up developing a sense of style because I do everything the fucking wrong way. Yeah, that's the way to do it. There's yeah, no, no right way, yeah. you know. It's very true. It's very yeah, true. I got a you question. You got to go and work the ladder. As you start off on the mail room and then, yeah. go ahead, Chris. Yeah. What's your question? Yeah, sorry. Let me ch- Well, no, I don't know the whole lingo with cinematographers. I know you both are directors, but what, what was yeah. that transition? What was everybody filming on back when it was film? Like, and then how what like and like you were saying then you went on to digital like what was the first digital camera you were working on because oh digital sucked back then digital sucked yeah it was like dvx 100 it was even before that it was like xl1 xl1 canon Canon shit those were so cool though in the when they came out yeah no like that you can hold them really well and they they had like a good balance but the fucking lenses sucked on them they were like true it was like shooting a fucking basketball game I, I have a friend who's um, who worked on that Michael Mann movie Collateral, and um, and I remember uh, I went to like a screening, like an early screening of it, and that was like they're saying that was like one of the first films they used like a digital camera on, and I remember seeing it for the yeah. first time, going like, what the fuck's wrong here? What what the fuck is this it looked like doing shit over here? Well, yeah, yeah, they were shooting it. I mean, all right, yeah, Michael Mann. I loved Michael Mann. I love Michael Mann too. Pre fucking uh, what was the one with Johnny Depp? Pre nine eleven? No, yeah, pre nine eleven. The gangster <laughs> one that he did. Uh, oh, uh, Dillinger. Yeah, I, d- I Dillinger didn't like that one. one. No, I didn't like that one. But yeah, I, I'm a rare I person who loved Miami Vice. I thought that movie was tight. <laughs> you know, that's a I, hard one to watch. I want to love that movie because yeah, I love the original Miami Vice series, and it was like cool. Colin Farrell's got a sweet mustache. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm into this. And then the movie just sucked dick. <laughs> when like, it just the, absolutely sucked dick. I like the mustache brought you in. No, he, <laughs> it, honestly, <laughs> dude, that movie is so funny because it's you want your. I agree. I, I want it to be way better than it, it ends up being. But like, it opens yeah. on like a just like smash cut open. And it's like, uh, it's on Feral, and they're playing that, like, Jay-Z, Linkin Park song. I can't sing it because Rick will freak out. But it's, like, yeah. such a abrasive intro to a movie. And then it's, like, really long, and it looks weird because it's shot on, like, five or six different digital cameras. Um, that yeah. work. So there's, I like, mean, no consistency in it. Well, there's no consistency. But also, here's my theory. Yeah. My theory is that he was super amped about shooting at night. Okay. After he did Heat. So he did Heat, and yeah. you look at Heat, and they do, like, L.A. night sky shit, and he had to do a lot of weird, not green screen effects, but he had to do a lot of weird optical things to be able to see the city at night. Oh, yeah. And right. I think the big advantage that you were getting with early digital cameras is that they so were so sensitive right. that you could shoot outside at night. But to get it to be that sensitive, you couldn't shoot it in the... 24p typical sort of cinema mode that we're used to seeing so he had to shoot it in like the grossest form of video mm. which is like 60 interlaced or whatever the fuck he was doing oh yeah dude so when you watch those pieces uh you get pulled out of it because it doesn't it's not shot in the in the 24p uh like which is to, to be less technical about it it doesn't look like old film it doesn't have that yeah uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It doesn't have that softness. It doesn't have that the, like that the motion, motion cadence. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so you start seeing that shit. Like they're they're trying to change the frame rate now. They're trying to shoot at higher frame rate. Like yeah, I know Cameron's doing it and fucking. They try to do it with the Hobbit, the Hobbit movies. Yeah, they shot it like 48 frames. It t- it just sucks. It's like when you go watching uh, soap opera. Yeah. Or if you go into like Best Buy and they have the fucking motion correction stuff on right. the televisions. Yeah. And you're oh, like, what yeah. the fuck? 
Yeah, it's that, dude. It's that. It's funny, though, because most people don't even notice. I'll go to someone's, like, uh, relative's TV, and I'll see the Motion Plus. Oh, my God. And I'm like, it looks like shit. And they're like, what? And I'll change the setting to turn it off, and they they have no idea what I just did. They can't even tell. It's something that, I mean, we pick up on because we work in this business, but... I, it's more of a feeling, I feel like. I, it's a cadence. subtle move. Yeah. Because people sit there and they go, I don't know if I like this. And you're like, yeah, of course you don't. Yeah. And I don't want you to notice those things as a filmmaker. Yeah. That's kind of our inside exactly. sort of shit. Yeah. But I also know what it's going to make you feel. It's like when you choose lenses, if you're picking specific lenses, there's been a, over 100 years of testing that specific piece of cinema language right sure. so the audience like feels a certain way when they see something shot with like an 85 millimeter yes feel right. a certain way when they see something shot with a, a wide I don't necessarily want you to know that right yeah it's hidden it's it, hidden yeah it's like it's like a chef yeah when you go and you buy fucking food and everybody's like this burger's amazing well they don't know that he put like a half a pound of fucking salt in it yeah and that's the reason why you love it so much and a cup of jizz and a cup of <laughs> jizz that, yeah, right a lot of celery a lot help of it, celery right? in that See that's that's the difference, Rick. A good comedian could sneak that in perfectly, but you just flop it on the table like a fish. Just just throws it in like a bed sheet. Yeah, oh, oh, nice, nice. I'm gonna get. I brought us Dude, some he snacks. Figured out, oh, and that's all, he figured out a way to put his mic in his jacket. We got to get headsets for our guests, Chris. What I made the hell sh- did you bring here? I made sure to bring snacks that are really good for microphones. Yeah. <laughs> he brought some uh, sea salt uh, rippled potato chips, Chris. Oh, good. I can eat. I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pile right? it in, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I also. So, mm. I also brought. I also yummy, brought. Yum. You want a drink? Oh, dude! Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Here. Dude, your car's you got all. I got nothing over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take a root beer. <laughs> you guys ever a root one. beer Which and chips over there? Yeah. I got nothing going uh, on. I'll over do a light here. one. You want a light one? Yeah. All right. That's a that's a ginger beer. Um, this is my so favorite move. What was? I like to drive and drink ginger ale. Yeah, I like to drive and drink root beer without labels on it. Oh yeah. Just so that we can meet police. Oh my god. This isn't alcohol, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was giving me a that bottle of beer. Like, the way just... this is going, Mike Pesci would yeah. get you to drink and drive on this podcast. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Hey, no, how you like that? I just podcast. doubt oh, you with thanks, LSD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. 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 There yeah. we go. Yeah. Hold mm. on. Oh my, my god. My microphone's way down on my crotch here. Hold on a second. Oh yeah, that's pure rum. No, I'm joking. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, let's, yeah. uh, I want to get into it. Um, look, I want to yeah, uh, tell you it. something here. Uh, I watched your fucking films this week. Oh, you finally <laughs> watched my movies. How fucking long has it been? It's been like three months. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Fuck. Three months, Rick. I know, it's bad. I'm t- terrible. I'm just, I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Someone will send me a script mm-hmm. and be like, Rick, can I get some notes? And mm-hmm. then two years later, I'll be like, I love this part. I love this part. They're like, dude, I already sold the script. Yeah, I'm, I, don't, uh, I, don't I bought a house. I don't want to talk fuck to you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoy living in your yeah, yeah. trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got to say, I was blown away. Which one did you watch? Sh- I watched them both. Uh, oh. 12 kilometers down and... Uh, Who's there? Who's there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love 12 kilometers down. Um... Am I saying that's the right? No, I, I like the, I like that you added down to yeah. it. Yeah, but it's nice. It's twelve kilometers. Wait, it's not Chris, twelve kilometers is, down. It's, it's 12, twelve kilometers. kilometers. I like that <laughs> you added down to it. 
Yeah, he's a you fucking know, liar. It's like he hasn't a, seen any. Of I it. watched it. I love, oh, uh, hey, James dude. Cameron, I love your movie, The Titanic. The Titanic was uh, real good. You didn't the watch Titan- it. That movie, Titanic sinks. <laughs> Titanic sinks. Yeah, the Titanic sinks. That favorite. was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, um, yeah, no. Go on. No, it's no. a Cartoon Network building. Check oh yeah, out. we're no, going no. up to uh, by Adult Swim. Oh cool. Yeah, they're on the top or whatever. I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. They're somewhere up there. Um, so tell me good things about my movie. I like. No, that. I uh, I was blown away. I fucking I loved uh, Twelve Kilometers. Um, okay, so his movie, Chris, and to yeah. the audience that ha- hasn't seen this or doesn't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I haven't seen Chris it either. I've seen it either. Yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. You guys are real fucking professional. I got sent. A good no, podcast you're not professional. I got sent the links at two fifty eight in the morning. He's like, yeah. here, here the are the. There's a reason why I got more fucking listeners on my show, guys. I actually watch their shit before they come on. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna get out right here. Just let the car just, the car just fucking slides right into yeah. this guy. Um. Okay, so it's uh 27 minutes. Yeah, 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 and uh, it's a short <laughs> film. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking mm-hmm. taking this train into minute, the. Uh, hold on, no, no, he's like 27 minutes. It's got a couple people in it, uh, acting lines. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> film. It's filmed in location. Um, what's interesting is uh, there was uh, there was some nighttime shots and some daytime shots, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, some yep. interiors, I, I, some I, I, exteriors, and uh, <laughs> one of the more interesting things of the film is there there's was no exteriors. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm feeling it, guys. I'm feeling the professionalism. Well, the the end, he's in like a void. That's kind. Of, that could be an exterior or yeah. like another kind yeah. of a. Oh yeah, wow! Exactly. Now you well, go I mean, ahead and spoil the film it was for an everybody. Interior, but it could everybody know the end of the film. Well, you're not. The thing with this film is you, you don't. It's not public. Um, no, Mike. No. Mike so you can't see it. Yeah, unlike us, Chris, who just give away our shit for free, like a bunch of homeless guys. Mm-hmm. Mike holds back, so we have a. We can take a little lesson from uh, Mike because uh, yeah, I think yeah. it creates a sense of momentum, power, and uh, builds a, a sense of mystery. Yeah, and. Um, I, I do apologize for taking forever to get to it. I knew I was always going to get to it, but I, still, I loved I it. I still like you, Rick. You, you know, like I, you. I, I I loved it. It was uh, it's amazing. Like you should be directing any big budget action fucking film thriller. Like it was, it's so slick. Your team is amazing. Uh, acting are, was incredible. Good. Why? Um, what I liked about it is okay. So the story is about um, there was a sound. Mm-hmm. This okay, mm-hmm. tell us, tell us about it. Tell okay. us about how you got to uh, make this film because it's about a real. It's based on a, a real, real truth. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you if you want to sit through it. I'll give you. I'll give you a, the medium sized story. For Let's, this. Chris. Do you want to sit through this? You're already sitting, Chris. He has no choice. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> it's only so me right y- now. Y- <laughs> I feel so bad for you. You just by yourself. You're not hanging out with us. There's we got chips happens. and we got beers and shit. I mean, root beers. When he stuff. has a guest, same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't was worry. Was your GoPro going off? No, no, no. That was, uh, don't worry. My GoPro's okay, fine. Go it's ahead, yours Mike. that has okay. a problem. I'm going to chew chips through this. Yeah. Um, so years ago, there's this story that uh, is based upon true events. Back in like the 70s in Russia, there was a team of scientists that actually drilled the deepest hole known to man. Mm-hmm. So they drilled down into the planet 12 kilometers. Wow. And there was this myth circulating the internet, I think it started by some sort of Christian or Catholic group, that these scientists lowered microphones down into that hole and they heard the screams of the damned, you know, basically. And I had read that story and other than the screams of the damned, I thought it was pretty rad. But I couldn't figure out a good use for it. And this was years and years ago. Um, 
So it just sort of sat in the back of my brain. Fast forward to when I met Gina, my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. We were going out early on, and uh, she uh, was like, hey, do you want to go ice skating? And I've never put ice skates on in my fucking life. I've never done it. I have a bad sense of balance. I'm really not a competitive dude, so yeah. I don't play sports and shit. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think that's my thing. But I just wanted to push it off on her. So I'm like, yeah, maybe sometime, maybe sometime. Finally, she approaches me and she's like, look, you never do what I want to do. And it was one of those fucking moments. Uh. And it's like, okay, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I'll go put on ice skates. So maybe I'll twist an ankle or something. So we go ice skating in Boston down to Frog Pond, which is like the big ice skating rink. Right. I, I, I put on these skates. I got these fucking blades on my feet. And I'm trying to walk and get on the ice, and she starts dragging me around. Mm. And all these little kids are Sounds skating. romantic. Yeah, it's totally romantic. Yeah. And all these, like, little five-year-olds are doing pirouettes and shit around me. <laughs> I'm getting super annoyed. And I tell her, look, 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 skate off. I'll figure this out. Let me just try to figure out how to do this. Okay. Okay. So she, so she skates away, and this little kid standing next to me kind of mocking me. And he shows me, he just does like a little push-off. And he pushes shit. away, and I'm oh, like, you little fuck. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I do the same thing. I push off, and I slip, fall back completely. I do like a 180. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Land on my skull. Uh. And oh. the last thing I hear is an old oak barrel cracking. Uh. No! And I'm out. Oh. Dude, I am out. And Gina tells me afterwards that God. that everybody on the rink hears it, and <gasps> the people that work at the rink just skate out little little orange cones and set up orange cones oh around my, my body so that people can continue to skate. And Gina's like, "You got to take him to the hospital. We got to call. We got to call an ambulance." And uh, we get to the hospital. I wake up to a doctor shining a flashlight in my fucking eyes, and he looks down at me and he's like, uh, "You're in an emergency room now." I'm a freelance dude. That's what I do. I work all the time. So when I got back from New York from film school, full fucking throttle for like 10 years. Yeah. Never took a break. So I'm sitting in the uh, hospital going, fuck, I broke a leg. I passed out. I'm not going to be able to work this job that I got coming up. Right. And this guy looks down at me and he goes, here's the deal. You've cracked your skull. You're bleeding internally. You've got a, a hematoma forming on the top of your brain. You can't go back to sleep because if you do, you might not wake up. Uh, you should call your family. And so that started my five days in intensive care where I had this hematoma Jesus. blood uh, formed on the top of my skull and it was pushing my brain down. I'll have to show you the uh, CAT scans of it. Oh my, my brain God. was being like like uh, pancaked. And the side effects of that were that I started to fucking hallucinate hard because I couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. So I was convinced like shadows were moving on walls and I was convinced that my inner voice didn't belong to me anymore, that my inner voice was being oh controlled and manipulated by somebody God. else. And so while this is happening, Gina, <laughs> poor Gina, she meets my whole fucking family for the first time as they all have to come to the hospital and she has to deal with that shit. Oh my God. And she's, uh, I have her audio recording my stories. So I'd be sitting there in the- While you're hallucinating. Hallucinating. And I'd, I'd tell her like, what the fuck's going on? And I, the shadows are moving and all this sort of shit. So the bleeding stops in my brain. I get out of intensive care and I talk to the doctor and he's like, you've got multiple concussions. Um, you can't go back to work. It's gonna be a good five months. Oh. And so I'm out of work for five months dealing with vertigo and uh, concussion and all that stuff. But I'm so inspired by what I was going through. I had to write a script is what I was thinking. So 
while I'm dealing with vertigo, while I'm dealing with all this shit, I start to outline a feature. And I had this idea about a sort of virus or sort of an infection that takes over your inner voice mm. and can manipulate you. There's nothing more terrifying than being told to do something and you think you're the one telling yourself yeah. to do it. And I needed an origin story for this creature and that's when I remembered this Russian thing. Oh, and that's when I was like, oh, this wow. fucking hole and this whole thing. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And prior to the accident, I had done a short film. I did a fan film. I did a Punisher fan film where I got a whole my whole crew together and we shot like this amazing sort of proof of concept way before Punisher was on Netflix, way before the Marvel deals. Was it before, and we shot the was shit. It, was it in between the, the first Marvel movie or the first one they had done and, and the, the reboot? Yeah, it was like right around when Dirty Laundry came out online with uh, where they took what's his name who was in the first Punisher. They did like a short with him. Yeah, it's like right in that period. It's right in that time period. Oh, okay. And so I okay. did. So I did this short, and I made the mistake of releasing a trailer online first. So I put a trailer up online, and the trailer went fucking viral, and uh, CBR oh, wow. and all I these places were that. posting about it. I think I saw it. Yeah. And they were saying that it's better than anything Marvel's ever done. Then I got the fucking cease and desist letter from fucking Marvel. Oh my god! And that showed up in the mail, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So we, I had got this whole crew and actors to do this amazing short film that no one can see. So after that, when I was doing the feature, I came out, got full recovery from my head injury. I was super fucking lucky. I have no residual effects, none of that shit. And the first thing I did when I uh, came out of the thing was, I'm gonna make a fucking feature, I'm gonna make a, a movie. I've done everything else. I've been doing music videos, I've been doing all this other shit. I gotta make a feature. I gotta do a proof of concept. And I knew after I had already called this crew to come do something that couldn't be seen, mm -hmm. I knew I had to make something mm. that I could screen in a theater. Yeah. I knew I had to make something that was an experience. So I took what was essentially in the first draft of the 12 kilometers feature, just the cold open, okay. which was like Russia, 1980s, bomb. Right. Uh -huh. I took that and I sort of expanded that into the 30 minute short that it became. Okay, that's awesome. And that's, and then I also decided to shoot it in a language that I don't speak. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about, so the whole film, Chris, is in uh, Russian. Uh, everyone speaks Russian. And there's a <laughs> lot of like nuanced dialogue. Like one guy is saying that he's, he's so horny Mm -hmm. He's like, he's going to fuck his friend as a joke. <laughs> but that's like a nuanced uh, thing. How did you, you don't speak Russian. No. So yeah, how you did have, you, are you did you have a translator? Or Russian family? No. Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. Italian, Chris. I'm, Pesci. A, I'm an Italian boy from fucking Boston, dude. Okay. Um, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, run a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What's going um, on right now? I, he's, I've been in my bathroom the entire time. <laughs> what, if you, what, if, what if you get the footage back from me once and I'm not even in my car? <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> just sit on the toilet the entire time. Like, you just oh, delivered yeah, yeah. a package in the bathroom somewhere? I, I think wouldn't it'd be know. Amazing. Yeah. You would, he you're wouldn't playing, know until he got the footage. You're playing sound effects of traffic? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're, so you're, you're, okay, so you're, yes. Okay, so you film it Wait, in so Russian. Yeah, the, the Russian, yes. Yeah. So how did that... So, uh, because I was financing it, essentially, yeah. I was like, well, I'm the fucking boss, so I'll do whatever I want. And I've always hated it in movies where, obviously, they're trying to do a story that happens in another country, and it's like British actors yeah. like with Russian accents, that yeah, kind of stupid. shit. Yeah. Yes, yes. I hated it. 
And here's the other thing. I knew that my resources were pretty limited as far as getting talent because whatever actors are good, they move out here or they move to New York. Right. Um, and so I'm like, ah, maybe if I put it in another language, even if their acting sucks, the American audience would be like, oh, I guess this is what they're like in Russia mm. and they believe it more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, wrote a script in English. <laughs> That's a funny statement. <laughs> That's really packed. That's a loaded statement. <laughs> a loaded statement right there. Yeah. Not, so, not necessarily wrong. It's very true, dude. Uh, you got to know your audience. Um, yeah. So I wrote a, a script in English, which I have a lot of sarcasm, pretty cynical in real life. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't translate well to Russian, by the okay. way, because they have no idea what sarcasm is. Right. Um, so I had to have it translated by a friend of mine into Russian. And then the lead, the Ara, who plays the lead in 12KM, he also helped me with casting. Okay. I, and I essentially said to him, let's go to New York. Let's run a casting session, run the entire session in, Rus in Russian. Oh, yeah. And I'll just be authentic. Exactly. I'll be that American director that doesn't speak the language and right. I'll sit in there and watch the yeah. the stuff. And it was oh, cool. it was fascinating. It was fascinating because we like a great example, we had this guy come in, Russian dude comes in, sits across from us, and they brought their own material. And mm. that's what they were gonna do. They were gonna uh, read material or, or, or uh, perform material that they had prepared. And so I'm sitting there, we roll a camera, my Russian buddy's running the whole session. And this guy comes in, he starts to perform. And he's big. And he comes in and he's blah, blah. I, I don't know Russian. <laughs> you would think I should know it by now, but I don't. Yeah. And he comes in, he's like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like that delivering this Russian. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very Russian. It's very authentic. <laughs> and I'm at the edge of my fucking seat. Like yeah. I'm leaning forward on the chair and I'm like, this guy's fucking amazing. Interesting. We finish, we finish the session. He walks out of the room, and the guy running the session goes, "He was a piece of shit." <laughs> and I go, "Why was he a piece of right. shit?" He, goes, he was, he was reciting an old fairy tale, like an oh. old Russian fairy tale, and he kept fucking up the lines. He didn't know any of the lines. That's so funny. And I knew that our idea was going to work at that point. Yeah, because you were the audience in that way. Yeah. I had no fucking. You're I like, no hire idea. him. <laughs> hire him. He's on. It's it's uh, what it's still like. Always like 70, 80 percent how you say it, twenty percent what you're saying you know if like yeah. you really say something with con you know fiction it, you know it doesn't really matter if it makes sense or not because people will be like yeah I, I get behind that um, well, dude I mean you guys I mean you know Rick when yeah. you're casting people as a director you know immediately you don't even open the you don't have to open your fucking mouth yeah. like you walk in the room and I'm like yeah I want to look at this guy for about a thousand hours, right. I want to spend time with this person. Yeah. I want to cast this person. It's true. And it's, even if you suck, if I really like you, I'm going to help you in the edit. Yeah. I'm going to help build your performance through the edit. I'm going to help build your performance because yeah. I physically want to watch you on screen. Yeah, and you want to make them shine. Exactly. I know it's so yeah. crazy because actors have like to speak on that behalf. Like they have the polar opposite where it's like this fear of wanting to make things perfect. And uh, you can't control someone else's creativity. You know, it's like, I can't dictate what you're looking for. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you see it and you know it, then that's like, it's such an uphill battle to try and change that opinion, you know? Well, um, that being said, though, that being said, I have been surprised. So mm -hmm. there's, there's times where you think you have the person that you want for the piece and then like a casting agent or someone will come in and go you have to see this person you have to right like uh the girl in uh the the babysitter and uh who's there oh yeah she was great she was amazing dude and i i had cast someone 
two or three people before her and she was running late and I had shit to do and the casting agent was like, can you please just stay? Can yeah. you please just stay? Smart. And she came in and uh, not only was she amazing, but she made all the other actors' lives twice as difficult because she was so good. So <laughs> like it changed everything for them. Now movie. when you're casting and you see someone and they just work, what? how do you gauge... How do you gauge that internally? Like, uh, this is the person. Is it a feeling that you have, or yeah? I mean, I've done more commercial stuff because for years I was just making money doing commercials and shit. Mm. And when you do commercial casting, it sucks. I'm sure you've done it. It fucking sucks. Where you have, you're sitting in that room and you're looking at like a hundred fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a table behind you of creative directors. Right. Who are just there and they're incredibly catty and incredibly shallow people yeah. who are just like, I don't like her hair. I don't want that one. Right. I don't like her personality. And it's like she's a good fucking actress though. Yeah. I don't like the way she looks. And so when you're when you're casting, someone will come in the room and they'll say something to you, you're like, I see the character. Mm-hmm. I see who this person is, this is who I want. And then I'll let them read two or three times. Mm. Because it's got to suck, man. Yeah. Like, to be someone that's coming in and reading to a bunch of strangers cold without any sort of yeah, guidance. Yeah, it's never fun. It sucks. So I generally let actors come in and show me what they've prepared. So they deliver it for me. And if, if I think it's a little bit different or if it should be done differently, then I'll ask them to change it subtly mm. for two reasons. One, I want to hear how they do it that way. But two, I want to see how they take direction. Yeah. And then I think the yeah. next step for me is I like to see what is in what I call the toolbox, what is in the actor's toolbox. Mm-hmm. So like if you don't know, here's a side story. As a director, I don't know shit. And there's this big fucking rumor out there that uh, directors are geniuses. Yeah. Like you come flopping out of your fucking mother and suddenly you're like, as soon as I can make these hands work, I'll make right. 2001. Yeah. That doesn't fucking happen. We don't know. Yeah. Our, yeah. We're curators. Nobody knows. Though. No one like, and yeah. the tr- the role of a director is to be a guy or girl that sits there and people walk over to you with trays of food and you go, I'd like some of that, I'd like some of this, I'd like some of that, and then make a plate with it. And I want a nice little parfait. Where's my parfait? Where's my fucking parfait? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that being said, when I'm looking for actors, I want to see how the actor, what they have in their kit. Mm-hmm to fix a scene that I don't know how to do. Right, right. Because that's what happens all the time. Like, I'll have something in a script and be like, I have have no idea what it's like to be a woman. I have no idea what it's like to be this person in real life. I can't tell you how to do it. Yeah, let's make it real together. Yeah, let's figure this out. Show me me what you think works. Yeah. I mean, you want to get you want to get rid of those actors that have that those like those television show bag of tricks where it's like, can you bring me a pair of glasses? They do the fucking glasses thing, or that's my go-to move. Yeah, (laughs) what did they do? I would assume so, right? (laughs) They put the glasses on and then they take them off. Yeah, they need a fucking prop and then they give me a prop. Give me an action. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not that. Well, that's usually like hiding like a insecurity or like they're hanging. All of their yeah, I've I've definitely done that before. It's it's a. I was gonna say. say, Judging by the tone of your voice, he's like, "Fuck, fuck, I'm doing it wrong." Well, no, but you just well, no, but like as when you, it when yeah, it's I've done all the bad tricks in the book. You know, it's like it's just because like acting is like this weird thing where you're like, um, you're trying to convey story but you're also trying to do it where you're not stressed like more and more it becomes less it, it becomes more and more about just controlling your nerves and like yeah. and being focused on like uh, what works you know and not taking things too seriously because like when you're talking about commercials there it's like I've 
gone up for so many commercial auditions and you could just tell like it's so nitpicky like mm-hmm. what they're looking for it might as well be a print ad you know they don't really can't, they don't care if you're a good actor they care if no. you look like someone who's gonna buy a couch for living Dude, spaces oh my <laughs> god it's like you fucking just jumped in my brain i literally compare casting for commercials to couch shopping yeah a hundred percent casting couch casting couch man <laughs> the cast yeah they're just that's how it because you know i used to get worked up about stuff like that and then you'd see the spot and it's like oh they they cast like a woman in this role <laughs> or they cast you know like a korean guy in this role it has nothing to do with you they they're going always yeah it's just a specific look and you're probably competing against other people that kind of look like you sure in a way too well yeah. i sure. was telling rick, rick just got signed with my uh, commercial agent and uh, i was Ooh, telling him yeah. i was like get ready to go into um Ooh. get ready to go into uh into like meet your bizarro versions of you because like yeah, you go into the gangers. room you go into like the waiting room before you go into auditions specifically <laughs> for commercials and it's so fun to see your doppelgangers it's like yeah. ah yes and then this i get a like gang of you <laughs> i get a little judgmental where i'm kind of just like okay yeah like i'm kind of like that person but i'm different in this it's so stupid it's terrible it's the yeah. worst but it's funny that it i happens. think it's i think it's great that you're being rep for commercial you're gonna be perfect for toilet oh, paper you're gonna be great <laughs> I'm gonna do so many toilet. You see who bought? You wanna? You wanna know what bought this house? Yeah, toilet paper. Toilet paper. Okay. The stuff you put on your asshole bought this house. I I told him he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna get all that Taco Bell money. Oh yeah, Um, dude. I'll be in every taco. I'll be the Taco Pizza Hut boy. Taco Bell Pizza Hut combo. Yeah. It'll be me. Not ready. I mean, casting sessions are are horrible. Yeah, they're not for both sides. They're just so awkward and both sides of the table. And, yeah. and if you're going to come in, what I like to try to do, I talk about this on my show, because I have a lot of actors that come and they're on the show or, or write to me, rather. And they're asking for advice. And I, I tell them, like, look, if you get the opportunity to go into a casting session, like, just treat the day as an opportunity to practice in a casting session. Right. Yeah. And that's it. ultimately what it is. Like, you're probably not going to get the fucking part. There's so many things beyond your control. Yeah. That yeah. you, that, why go in there thinking that you're going to get the fucking role? And then as a director that's in that room, I let people do it because what they're sitting out there for fucking like hours. And they got ready. They drove. Yeah, it's they, like come here yeah. and do it two or three times, man. It's fine. Let's let's do this together. Yeah. Would you like to get some direction? Although you probably know within ten seconds oh, if they're sure. right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. you feel guilty because you're like, this guy's awful. But mm-hmm. you know what? Take it away, Jack. <laughs> and action. But it's all good. See, uh, actors have to, like, just go with the process. Like, it's it's just like... Yeah. You, like, I'm green still. Um, I'm getting better of, like... I realize, like, the time in front of a camera on a huge set... I only have so many hours, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. And I learn more in that 5 to 15 minute period than I do in all the acting classes because it's like, but they don't give those positions out all the time, so you can't accrue that much, you know. So I think the actor, at least myself, you could be easier on yourself when you go like, oh, I've, I've only done this like so many times. You know, yeah, I've done, the, I've done the audition thing more. I've done the uh, I've done the learning the lines thing more, but this specific moment where everyone's there, 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 you know, it's like there's only so many actors who have the the ability to be in front of that camera so many times. So, I think what I'm saying in, in all of it too is just like with all of this stuff, we're always still learning as we're going through these very unique, specific uh, experiences. 
Dude, totally. I mean, I directed. I was on set for seven days doing 12 cam five fucking years ago. Wow. Five. Give me that five years ago. Five fucking years ago. And seven days. That's impressive. So it was seven days for that shoot. Five fucking years ago. That got me. Uh, I didn't get into film festivals with it. So you, were you submitting? I try. I submitted, and every film festival said no. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had a film festival uh, programmer come into the edit room and watch the movie with me, and he goes, "I fucking love the movie. Yeah, it's really great." And I go, "Cool. Do you think I can get into festivals?" He goes, "Absolutely not. It's too fucking long. It'll never be programmed. It'll yeah. never be programmed in any of these festivals." So, I was lucky to have someone write an article about it. And the reason why I didn't release it, and it became very successful for me, is um. I sent it to a bunch of different reviewers online uh, and they would watch this movie and say, well, I was lucky enough to see it. No one else can see this fucking thing. And I had one person write a really great article on it saying that this should be made by Hollywood. Yeah. And after that article went up, I got calls from studios. I got calls from agents. I got calls from management. Amazing. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that must be satisfying because I'm sure there was a level of rejection you were facing with these. Yeah fucking curators oh and their fucking agendas. Oh anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like these guys that do posts all the time God about film festivals. I, been, I just saw you know a post what? this morning talking about this shit, <laughs> saying fucking everything needs to have a point or it's aimless. No, it doesn't. Oh, that guy. Oh, I saw your fucking post. I saw your fucking post. How about this? How about I fucking murder you? Oh, no. How about that's the point of the fucking, that's the point oh of the fucking God. content. It's me just cutting your fucking throat out. Oh, oh, my God. Gonna, oh that made me so mad. In court. That made me so fucking mad. Yeah. That post made me they're so gonna fucking mad. They're going to play this tape in court. When you have your, we're gonna be. I'm gonna have to go. To the, I, great, thank you. I'm gonna have to go to some fucking city court and say yes. I heard him A do city this. Court. He committed that. You wow. have no idea what we're doing Damn, here, Chris. We're hugging snitched. each other right now. You have no idea what's yeah, going on here. Yeah, we're hugging it out. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Uh, so that film, uh, so you got all these calls from agents and, yeah. From, yeah, I'm a snitch. and from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't you know my nickname? Chris the Rat King? Snitch. Uh, uh, yes, loose lips candy. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me anything because they'll come out these loose lips. You're dealing uh, with a pesci right now, dude. You better be careful. You get right. head stomped in. Yeah, Gotta get the papers. Very get the strong papers. pesci yeah. energy. Very strong <laughs> pesci energy today. Um, what were you going to say, Rick? Oh, so no, go go ahead, Mike. About um, oh, the agents and shit. What did that lead to? What did that? It was wild, man. I got I got uh, calls from a few different uh, studios, and then my cinematographer that I hired, who's now my my wife, as far as like creative stuff goes. Right. Um, he uh, got a call to potentially put in his reel for a new. I think I could say this. I'll say it uh, for a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Okay. Nice. And so I was, I was still editing the piece at this point. Right. And he's like, uh, "Can I get some footage? Because we're going to do this." And I said, "Sure." And so I sent a rough cut, and then he got back to me, and he goes, "The guy who's writing it and and kind of producing it wants to talk to you because they're potentially looking for a director mm. to do this." And I, I'm just a dude in Boston, fucking you yeah. know, doing my shit, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck it, John Claude Van Damme, fuck yeah, splits yeah. and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah." So oh, I yeah. sent him uh, the short, and he watched the short, and it's a dude uh, named Will Simmons, uh, and he watched it, loved it, and uh, we got on a Skype call, and he goes, look, I'm a writer, I've done stuff, I'm a blacklist winner, I'm repped, I do all this sort of shit, I would love to potentially take a stab at writing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I dropped the microphone like I what got a gun. What the hell is going on over there? 
<laughs> that, almost been, that was almost the first bumper-to-bumper accident. <laughs> wow, by a cop. You almost got hit yeah. by a fucking cop. I didn't know what was to that do. A, was that an ambulance coming your way? That just took me no, out of my that was body. A police it was a car. fucking that cop was a police car. coming I, through the intersection. For a minute, I thought I had my beer bottle in my hand. So like, I was like, whoa! Yeah, Mike dropped the mic. <laughs> oh, my God. What mic the, drop. Holy shit. You just made me shit myself. Sure, yeah, I shit myself, too. Uh, hey, it stinks like shit in this car. Yeah, now, it smells like poop in here. <laughs> <laughs> poop. Now I'm it's happy that word. I'm in my car. Poop is a great word. <laughs> poop is a good word. Poop. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, back in uh, the story to wrap this up for Rick, you're um, melting right now. <laughs> uh, uh, so Will was like, oh, can I take a draft? Can I take a stab at a draft? Yeah. And one thing that I know is I'm not a writer. Right. I, I write out of necessity. Yeah. And so he, I read his scripts and I'm like, fuck, this guy's great. And so I was like, totally, dude, let's work together. So he wrote a whole new version of 12KM. Oh, amazing. And then uh, was like, hey, I've got connections at Michael Bay's company. Yeah. Can we go do a pitch at Michael Bay's company? And I'm like, sure, all right. So we're planning, I'm planning to come out to California, and then I get a call from a guy who calls me on the phone and he goes, I noticed on your website that you don't have a manager. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm wrapped from commercials and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I'd like to meet with you and potentially manage you. Now, I'm fucking, I'm an East Coast Boston guy, so all I could picture is some sweaty guy in a fucking closet somewhere in a polyester suit going, I'd love to manage you, you know what I mean? Come to my hotel at four in the morning, let me see your dick. Come hang out, you know? (laughs) I'd like to masturbate in front of you. Like that kind of guy. And so I'm like, I'm like this guy. (laughs) There's another cop. What's going on? They know we're drinking. Uh, So I, uh, so I was like, sure, I'm coming out to LA. I'll stop by and hang out in your office and we'll see what's going on. So I go out with the express intent of going to pitch to Michael Bay's people, which I had never done before, and uh, meet up with this manager. Should we follow him? Yeah, let's follow him. Let's, let's fucking follow this cop. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. He won't even know we're back here. Yeah. Get closer. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, I, uh, I show up to his office and it's on Sunset and it's this big fucking building. And it's in the same uh, building as like Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking company. That's amazing. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, not right. prepared for this. Yeah. I'm not prepared. Yeah. And I walk in and it's like, uh, it's like fucking entourage shit where you yeah. walk into the office, it's all glass rooms yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah. And all the assistants know my name. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. Wow. Like, they got, yeah. And so you walk in there and you're like, Mike, we love your shit. And I'm like, yeah, I sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of my fucking movie? Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you, you walk in into space and I sit down with uh, this dude. And uh, he's really great. This dude, Justin, I'm rep by Gotham, Gotham Group. Mm. So this dude, Justin, and he's like, give us the pitch. And Will's there, and Will has his agent from UTA on the phone, and they're like, give us the pitch for the feature. Mm. So we pitch him. We do like this hour-long pitch. And uh, they're like, we love the fucking movie. We'll set you up with meetings. Can you stay out here for another 10 days? Yeah. And uh, we'll send you on 10 meetings. And that was the beginning of it, man. I got to go and pitch to, like... Fucking Sam Raimi's people. I got to go and pitch to all these different companies. Yeah. Um, I was like cloud nine shit. Yeah. And went back to uh, Boston and was like, uh, holy shit, you know? And then weeks go by. Uh huh. That's normal. Yeah. Weeks go by. Yeah. And uh, I've already done like sort of that handshake and now I'm repped by these guys. Right. And uh, no, one, no one's calling back. Yeah. And the guy's are like, this is totally normal. This is great. This is fine. I'm like, okay. And Oh, what I didn't tell you is that the last day of our meetings, they call me up last minute and they go, you got one more day here. 
you're going to go meet with Ridley Scott's people. And oh, I was wow. just like, this is crazy. I was just like, I don't care if they want this fucking movie or not. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and sell this pitch because I want to fucking work for Ridley Scott. Yeah. You know, and so I went in and had a fucking amazing pitch with them. To the And where we connected, one thing I've learned about pitches is that people really don't give a fuck about your movie. They give a fuck about you as a person. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I went in and I, I told my head injury story. Mm. And the producer I talked connected. to got into an accident very similar. And we fucking bonded immediately. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's right. a really important thing that you just brought up for aspiring... Uh, creatives out there, they don't they don't give a shit about. It's all about and, and the delivery you, and you yeah, and, and your, you and, and your story and why you're doing it. Because I feel like they can spot you know someone who's not authentic. True. Well, it's also like it's also like who do you want to spend a thousand hours with? It's true. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. True. And yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah. day, you're in the trenches in this business. Yeah, and you gotta make sure that you want to hang you know, out with that fucking brooding, dark fucking nerd who doesn't know how to talk to fucking people. Yeah. And I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, I met those guys right. at festivals. I'm like, I bet you're alone too. <laughs> um, so what happened at the end of that meeting? So you were back in Boston, and now you're you're just kind of waiting around. Uh, what, what, yeah, what was, we're waiting uh, around to hear, and then I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Yeah, don't say the specifics, but I will say this: you got waiting around to hear. We get a we get a call back. And I uh, get a call from one of the companies that I had gone to pitch to, and they were like, uh, we love it. Can you, what was their, their question to me was like, we have one, two questions. Can you shoot the whole movie on a soundstage? And I was like, yeah, man. And then it was, uh, can you convince actors to be in your movie? And I was like, yeah, give me a six pack of beer with anybody and I'll convince them to do whatever we need. Yeah. And oh. um, this guy's going to oh, God. clip you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then um, they were like, yeah, let's do it. And so, you know, I was able to go into development with one of these companies uh, because the movie had a good article written on it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. That's Fuck awesome. Yeah. So and what's the, where are you at right now with it? What are you... So here's the deal. What, so it's so fucking funny. Uh, we went through the process of rewriting the script for them. So we sit down with the company and they have their ideas and then we recraft the script and I asked them specifically because I'm an indie filmmaker I'm like what budget should we be trying to reach? Yeah, right, and they're like don't think about that now Just write it so that it's good and I'm like, okay, and so we write this thing. Yeah, they budget this thing out And I think it I think it's clocking in at like seven million mm -hmm. right now um, Which seven? is seven? Oh, that's nothing Right you would think yeah but because of technically I am a first-time director that hasn't done anything in my fucking right. life, uh, it gets more difficult. Really? So like once they you're don't over give five you that much million, money, yeah, yeah, once you're over five million as a first, it's it's a lot more difficult. And so these guys are like, we want to do it. We have it ready to rock. We're good to go. It would be great if you did a movie first, like another movie first. Uh huh. And luckily, I don't I don't like sitting around waiting. So yeah. luckily. Will and I had come up with the idea for who's there uh, mm. through our series of pitches, and I would ask the different production companies that I wanted to work with, what are you looking for and how do these things work? And so we wrote and, and did a whole lot of the concept film, which was who's there, and um, that one got picked up by... I don't know if I can. Let's just say yeah, that it's a, it it's, got, a, it's, it's a... Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it got picked yeah, up. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an amazing horror... Just a company right now. Nice. So that one got picked up by those guys. As and a I, feature. As a feature. But it's a short. It's a 10-minute short that you, you guys made. Yep. Pro Proof of concept. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Proof of concept. And pitch us that one. Uh, that's So the idea behind that one, well, it's changed a lot for the feature, but the short was that uh, uh, a kid goes missing after listening to this creepy music box. Yes. And uh, the parents are trying to figure out where he went, so they show up back to their apartment, and the babysitter's fucking freaking the fuck out. The kid's gone. And uh, there are these knocks that happen on the door mm. after they listen to the music box. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Mike's very good with... Uh, you, I noticed one consistent thing with both, your, both of your shorts is you love to... You, you tend to go wide, and then you'll go into these tight little macro tight shots of little things. They're all over at 12KM. Yeah. Yeah, where he'll go into these, like, beautiful macro shots of liquids forming and... Oh, yeah, dude. All the yeah. stuff in 12KM, by the way... All of that's practical. Wow. No CGI. No I actually, stock. I went and hung out with a biochemist mm. in his basement in Pennsylvania. That's I drove cool. to Pennsylvania and we shot all of the effects for that movie. That's amazing. Through microscopes. Wow. Really? Uh-huh. What camera did you shoot that with? The movie itself was uh, the Mini. So okay. it was the Airy Mini. You shot anamorphics? Oh, yeah. Cruda yeah. has uh, my DP. Cruda has... Uh, these old school Lomo anamorphics oh, that Cruda shot that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So he shot that, and he shot who's there. He's got these old. Uh, I think they're um, Stanley Kubrick's anamorphics. Wow. So he's got this this package of those. Lomos. Yeah, Lomos are the old Lomos. Yeah. yeah. They're Mike, fucking how amazing. You, how are you liking the switch from like a East Coast to West Coast living? It's weird. So being yeah. an East Coaster, I was so anti LA for so long because uh, you're like. These, those people don't do anything out there. They're all fucking weird. They're we fucking go. yogas and yeah. they're all that kind of shit. Yoga. And it's, it's true. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. And you guys are crazy. But um, and fuck the weather because I like I like the cold weather just as much. I, right. I have a fucking god given sweater that runs my whole body, so I'm yeah. fine in the cold. Just talking about body hair, Chris. Yeah, body right. hair. Um, oh, you got yeah. Don't even worry. You got about a call that. from Glendale. Is that the yeah. Glendale Police Department? Yeah, I don't know why Glendale's calling me. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, when I came out here, I think the thing that really sort of blew my mind was how amazing the fucking food is out here. I had no idea how good the fucking food mm. out here in Los Angeles yeah. was. You know, we're so diverse. We have so many different cultures. Just... Dude, the Thai food. Yeah, I, I've had the best Thai food in my life out yeah. here. Where's your favorite place to go? For Thai? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's this place called like, I think it's called like barbecue beef mm. or something. And it was down in Thai Town. It's this tiny little spot with like two old ladies that run it. Um, and uh, holy shit, it was amazing. And then Koreatown's amazing. Dude, we should go on a bar safari. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. We should go on I'd a bar safari. That. You guys gotta yeah, meet. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you we know, gotta we'll do go it. go out and... We should do when a bar back, safari I, podcast. I, I, leave, uh, I leave Sunday. Let's Drunk. do it, uh, let's do it yeah, when I'm he's back. He's coming back in two weeks. Yeah. Dude, let's do it. He's going to Canada town. Oh, going, you're going home, huh? Going to, shoot. going to Canada, eh? You got a job. Going to work on a job, eh? What are you? Do- uh, what kind of job are you doing? Uh, it is a TV show uh, that isn't out yet. I, I, I don't. I just don't want to give any details about because it it's like a new show. Um, but yeah. there's like uh, I think it's just six episodes. I have no clue. Like I'm, I'm. The, Canada's got its own world of content that's going on up there. So I don't know. Since some of it doesn't come down here, I don't know like how private they are about what they're releasing or sure. whatnot. Sure. So. Sure. 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 So, yeah, we got all. It's better not to say too much. Dude, yeah, but congrats, I'm going to have to man. do a job up there that it'll come out in the summer, and I'm, I'm just stoked to head up. Uh, but speaking of cold, it's like freezing up there, so I've got a, 
Uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a, sh a change to the old system. But, um, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, up there, but I'd, I'd love to do a bar safari <laughs> with you. I've never been on the bar safari. Yeah. This podcast went way too quick. It way did. too fast. I'm telling you guys. This I is, know. What the fuck? How is it over an hour? This was, like, yeah. the most entertaining podcast. I am proud God to be on it. the most entertaining episode We're of bringing you back, Mike. We gotta yeah, get yeah, we'll deeper. bring you back, Mike. Into stuff. Yeah, and then we can this. stop talking about what I fucking do, and we can just talk about like these assholes that we yeah that we drive by. That we no, drive no, by. I think it's been fascinating. Uh, this has been a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it wasn't. Was this really an hour? It's it crazy, was, right? What crazy. Time? Yeah. We're like an hour. We're almost an hour twenty right now. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep them around this length. Yeah, that's um, cool. Well, time travel, man. Chris is gonna sign it off. That's yeah, Mike, it was really, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you, man. This was super fun. Um, and uh, I will definitely uh, look at your short films faster than Rick did. So, <laughs> You son of a bitch. Well, as long as you see it within, you know, two months, then I think you're going to beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got, what's the window? Six months? Uh, yeah, yeah, six months. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Chris. All right. You go sign it out. Oh, yeah. Sometimes uh, you make fun of me. I could dig right back in, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, Mike, yeah, all right, Rick, I'll talk to you later. Mike, thanks so much uh, for being on the show. Thank you both for having me here so I could talk about how cool my life is. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Bye, Chris. All right. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, that was uh, that was it. I don't know. Hold on, I got to get these guys off the phone here. Let's see. It's so funny. It always... Yeah, they're, they're gone. All right, it's just you and me, podcast people. The listeners, the ones I love. We all know you guys like me more than Rick anyways. Isn't that the truth? I'm <laughs> the one that's so much more interesting. No, I'm just joking. I love Rick. Love Bumper to Bumper. That was a good one, Mike. Mike Pesci. I'm going to go check out those films. I guarantee you, Bumper to Bumper listeners, I will see these films before. I have a list of a few films I need to watch. I'm going to put his in the queue. Um... But uh, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Bumper to Bumper. Um, we will be back uh, every Monday. Don't worry. I'm going to be gone, but we have podcasts in the queue ready to come up. Um, you can get this podcast at all the podcast spots. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.